on the way down, we just kept like me and Ethan, we just basically kept like bashing each other, going back and forth on ideas. And uh, one of the ideas we, we start seeing is like, oh, now artificial intelligence can actually detect poses in a pretty accurate manner. So before you have like these prototypes that's really just like proof of concept that don't work, right? But now、mm-hmm. you can actually detect like human poses. Like you can know this is a hand, this is a body, this is like a face.、Mm-hmm. Uh, before it was more face. You face. You 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 seen a lot of like facial, like hey, I'm smiling and stuff like that. But to actual like get your skeletal of the pose, that that was still very difficult. Hey everyone, welcome to Brains Behind AI, show where we meet the innovators, entrepreneurs, and the real brains behind some of the most successful AI startups. We ask them about their journey from coming up with the idea to finding the product market fit, and from their experience, draw a set of principles that we can take away to ours. This is your host Ari. Thank you for spending time with us, and now let the show begin. Hello and welcome to another episode of Brains Behind AI. On this episode, we're going to learn about a live streaming yoga platform that uses AI to detect poses. How cool is that, Natalie? I know this is right in your domain, and you've used the platform. So why don't you introduce the product and our guests to the audience? Absolutely. Well, I'm super excited for this episode. I myself, I've been practicing yoga since 2009. I am a yoga teacher. I've been teaching for about three years now, and in particular, corporate companies. So I'm very interested to mix AI with yoga. So I cannot wait to hear what Peter has to say. And a quick background about Peter before we dive right in. Peter Ma is the co-founder at Mixpose, a live streaming yoga platform that uses AI pose detection in real time. He's part of Intel Software Innovator. Arm Innovator and Avida AI Innovator. Peter has been a software developer for more than 12 years and has been involved in five different startups. Not to mention winning more than a hundred hackathons. Some of his accomplishments include speaking about mobile apps as TED Global 2010, winning the 2015 AT&T Developer Summit Grand Prize, and also winning the Grand Challenger Award of the United Nations Development Program COVID-19 Challenge. And that's just to name a few. Peter has previously founded Clean Water AI and Dr. Hazel, a skincare AI detection system. Peter graduated from the New Jersey Institute of Technology with a degree in computer science. Peter, welcome to the show.、Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks, Ari. Thanks, Natalie. So, Peter, before we dive into the company, we want to take a minute to learn about your own personal journey. Where did it all start, and what got you into this? I was sort of like always been an engineer, you know. Ever since I was little, I was playing with computers, and then my parents was, you know, although we weren't like we were like lower middle class, but we were still. My parents was still trying to get me a computer to play with. It was not cheap back then, and then they sparked got me a laptop and and a desktop, and I was like, thinking back then, I was like, wow, this is like sort of the toys I've been playing with ever since I was little. Then when I went in college, obviously, you know, I went went into computer engineering, and then、uh, it's basically computer science and electrical engineering. Afterwards, I mean, I, you work for a few years, and then I start finding myself winning a lot of hackathons. At some point, I was I was making more money off my hackathons than my full time job, so I decided to quit my job. And then、uh, the people who I win hackathon with usually give me contracts, short term contracts, for building different type of prototypes. So I basically build different prototypes for different companies for a while. And it, all in a while, basically, you can build your network as well as build people. You know, you you always have to have people you go to hackathon with. At the same time, you have a Gain. You're always on. I would say like cutting edge technology. 
because these are like usually unproven technology. So for example, I got in AI on the edge back in 2016, 2017, where nobody else even like heard of the stuff yet. This and then back then you, you don't know where the stuff is going to take because some technologies just never, you know, they never really take off. But because of the natural interesting technology, it doesn't really matter for me because it's like, like, I think one thing that always tell difference between me and others, it was like, hey, like people like, hey, how do I get paid that much? I was like, dude, I, I get paid, whether I get paid or not, I work on this anyway. So it doesn't, is, and, and, but the thing is, if you, if you think about it, only making money off this stuff, then, then your, like, your natural interest is really not in it. Yeah, but at some point, it's like you have to, you have to understand, it's like, it's like when you see an idea that really fits, and then especially when, you, when there's a consensus between a couple of your people that I hack with, we basically all decide to quit our jobs. I mean, that's, you know, you have to build something that's not just a quick, not just like, like a quick hack, but rather something that you can build over time and, and, and create value in a society. So when you decided to go from hackathons to let's go create something of value to society, how did you narrow down the ideas? Where did you start and how did it become Mixpose? I've been involved in five different startups. I've hacked more than like two, three hundred prototypes by now. At mm-hmm. some point, it's like you don't really lie to yourself anymore. I mean, you, you know exactly what people kind of like, oh, this is like clean water AI. That was a really cool project. I actually try to take that forward too, but there is a fundamental, there is like, there is a fundamental shift in the problem is that people who can't afford it don't need it. People who need it can't afford it. It's like U.S., Japan, the single problem, like they can't afford it. They, they don't really need this stuff. You, you chlorinate the water, you filter the water, and then that's it, right? And then people in Africa who cannot, they actually need this stuff to detect where all the contamination come from. They can't really afford it. Even at $200 per, per, per device, it was like, I'm not even making money off this. And then you have, mm-hmm. to, you have to give them money and device. You're like, okay, I'm not an NGO. That's not, that is not something I want to do. That's why open source technology, whoever wants to build it, just take on, you know, just take it on. And China was one of the interesting places where is the only cross-section between who can afford it and who needs it. Mm-hmm. Then the trade war started back in 2019. So the Chi- like, we were in talk with this Chinese filter company. And in 2019, you know, 2018, they were selling to the local government, right, as this is American technology. And 2019, they switched back. They're like, oh, they can't import any American mm-hmm. technology. And they had to phase out Microsoft Windows in two, three years. So this was, you have this entire different approach on things. And 2020, obviously, is a much worse, worse relationship because it was like, okay, now like, you sort of really like, ruined my... Like, that's the only place where they can pay me money. I can actually make money while doing this, right? Like, every other place is like, oh, can you implement it? You know, you know how much does it cost? And you're like, dude, it's just like, it's not something... I mean, how much budget do you have? I mean, we, we, we can't just use one or two, two of these clean water AI machines. You need mm-hmm. like cluster of it so you can, you can get data from all of it. There's AI on the edge and there's AI on the server. This is like you both kind of work together to get to, to get a water quality, right? So you can mm-hmm. mapping out the quality of the water. I mean, like, and, and either both systems cost money. And it both cost money for installation, you know, maintenance, as well as just development. And that was like, at some point, you have to see whether, like, you have a sense of feeling whether there is market feedback. And then you validate upon market feedback. And then, and then you, you, know, you go forward. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. like, like, and there's a consensus. You, you, you can't do this yourself. So you just got to have consensus of people that you actually trust and they, they are willing to put their, not just money, their life on the line as well. They're like, okay, they're going to quit their jobs. So now you're like, okay, now we're, we're being serious. We have to create a company out of this. And this is what we're going to do. Uh, that's yeah. what kind of what, what happened to Mixpos. That makes sense. I just want to understand, when did you make that jump to Mixpos? 
I think around the, maybe less than a, I don't know, around a little, little less than a year ago, because it was uh, at a hackathon, you know, we were last year that we were actually building the hackathon and up in the Bay Area. And then Sarah went down to LA and then uh, there was another hackathon down in LA that pays much more. They had $100,000 in total in pool money. And then we're like, okay, and then we got to, we can go down and build stuff on, on top of 5G. And then we're thinking, what, what, what can we possibly build on 5G? And this is, this is no, I, cause I drive a Tesla. So the thing is, I, for over three years, I only drove 8,000 miles and then I paid for four maintenance. So we're like, okay, I need to drive like a long distance trip just so that I can hit 10,000 miles so I can like get the maintenance I paid for. That's mm-hmm. how I decided to drive down. But on the way down, we just kept like me and Ethan, we just basically kept like bashing each other, going back and forth on ideas. And uh, one of the ideas we, we start seeing is like, oh, now artificial intelligence can actually detect poses in a pretty accurate manner. So before you have like these prototypes, that's really just like proof of concept that don't work, right? But now mm-hmm. you can actually detect like human poses. Like you can know this is a hand, this is a body, this is like a face. Mm-hmm. Uh, before it was more face, you fa- you, you, you've seen a lot of like facial, like, hey, I'm smiling and stuff like that. But to actually like get your skeletal of the pose, that's, that was still very difficult. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So you came up with that idea, right? I just want to understand. But we kind of, we, me and Ethan kind of came up with it together. So we were just keep pitching back and forth. Because idea is like this, right? Like, like a raw idea is like very rough. You basically shape it. And you got to play devil's advocate. And then little by little, you basically get your idea. It's a little more solidified into like, okay, this is a, this is a proof of concept, right? This is yeah. an idea that I can, I can pitch. And then we basically just, pitch back and forth and because uh, original idea was basically use 5g to teach people how to like to teach teach people in like in like thailand and china and in japan how to learn english this was a, such a big market and then on the way down we we thought that was a good idea we started we found out kobe bryant at the time was invested in this company it's like worth over 200 million dollars doing exactly that i'm like okay and what the hell, what, what is the point right this is like like you, you have someone it's like it's like an actual legitimate company that just got like $30, $40 million funding from Kobe Bryant, as well as a bunch of other celebrities basically teaching, you know, that it's like a VIP kids and stuff like that. We're like, okay, there's no point of building that. Like, what mm-hmm. else do we do? So you'd started with this proof of concept. You guys are hackers that rolled up the sleeves and did it, right? Where do you see that it's th- this, is, this could potentially be a business? This could be a real company? So, you know, the hackathon we won, we got, oh, we got 60 grand. Out of their entire $100,000 budget, we got $60,000 out of it. And then for, for most hackathon, we kind of just split the money, have fun with it. And then this was sort of what we did in the beginning. And then Google was hosting this Android Android challenge, like, like the Android developer challenge. And we're like, okay, like we, oh yeah. And the next was I'll build it on TV. I got 20,000 more dollars off, off that. Mm-hmm. And then the Google was basically hosting this Android developer challenge. So what, what, we, what we thought was, hey, like I can, like we didn't really have to do anything. We kind of already built this. We just pushed out all of our code in there. And then Google was selected 10 like 10 apps they want to build out out of like 400 mm-hmm. well, 486 like apps all across the world like all from India, Africa, you know, Europe like everywhere or South America and then we were the only US team that was selected. Uh, mm-hmm. and then we're like, wow, holy cow. And then and and the that kind of and then the Google basically said, "Hey, if you get this like mm-hmm. like we want to launch this you guys at Google IO and then you guys got to get this done in the Google IO and then and then if you can get this done very well, we can have like like we can push for Sundar's keynote." Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. What year was that Google I.O.? This year. Oh, this year. Wow. Yeah. I, I was at a Google I.O. in 2013 with one of my companies where we built a loyalty engine that got integrated into the Google mm-hmm. wallet. Uh-huh. So that was 2013. That was before Sundar was the CEO. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's pretty, um, that's pretty cool. 
what happened was right after was uh, Google I/O got canceled, you know, because of the COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. and then and then we're like, oh man, this kind of sucks. But by then, we're already halfway through our Android app. We have like our AI engine. We can already detecting poses. We can already tell you what like we we, we can tell twenty one poses. Uh, like it's it's with a different degree of of accuracy. But I'll, I'll tell you mm-hmm. later on why it's useful. But at least on a gimmick level, it looks really cool that you know you're 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 you're, you're sort of doing pose detection. You're you're actually mm-hmm. you know you're actually drawing out all the all these points, and then the user will be like, wow, this is pretty cool stuff and, and that, that's sort of what happened and then uh, on the google basically told them oh wow we don't have google io but we can we, we can you know we, we we can still launch you guys we're gonna do this we're gonna basically mail all of our influencers and then uh, they can basically go through all 10 apps and then see which one they can they can focus on mm-hmm. and then we're like yeah we, we we kind of already invested all this time in this might as well just just do it right and then the thing is with COVID 19 on the another funny thing is that in january because we were doing uh, user research re- interviews on whether we should even build this as a company, right? We our other route was just building something like, hey, like I just give you a sequence and then you just do it. Hey, do a do a tree pose, do like warrior two, hold warrior mm-hmm. two for five seconds and do warrior one and stuff like that. I and mean, it was like it was and we understood from very beginning there's no money in that. It may yeah. sound like mm-hmm. a cool idea. There's no money in that. But the right. thing is it, it but it does produce a cool demo. And all the other apps that want to do it, I was like, dude, just go ahead. I mean there's no money in it. Like if you want to build and because these days it's like it's easy to make an app. It's hard to actually make a business model. And what most app developers don't understand is like the like, because I, I mean I I've been through this for over a couple hundred times. There's no way to lie to yourself at that point. The magician mm-hmm. don't believe his own magic at that point. You have to you have to look at the raw data, right? So we were interviewing people and then we were like trying to figure out and then because uh, in January people like there's a lot of yoga teachers basically never heard of online yoga. They're like you know, and then when pandemic hits by end of, of March everybody's on teaching on zoom i were like holy shit i mean this is uh yeah. there the, now there is a market like now there's a proven market people are actually paying right mm-hmm. yeah no it's uh, just amazing right with this pandemic everything has moved online and and you see companies like classpass that have unicorns right billion plus valuation and all mm-hmm. of a sudden they have to take the membership of classes and and make them available virtually and and I can totally see how the technology plays in. And also the January, while we interviewed for people, it's like the, most people used to tell us, it's like, hey, like I will, I will use it if it's cheap enough. And then I can take a class in the morning. Sometimes I get home, I'm lazy. I don't want to drive out anymore. I just want to take a class. And if, especially if the teacher that I know is on there, I will probably use it, right? And then, mm-hmm. but the thing is the, the live class was still the main thing. And then by March, everyone was emailing, hey, didn't you work? Like people we interviewed, right? This is like random people. Uh, you, you meet on Tinder just to, for, for, like, for like user research. And then now they're emailing me. They're like, hey, like, weren't you building this app? Like, when can I sign up? Like, I was like, dude, I was like, dude, we, 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 we were just playing with the technology. And then we basically, the group of like three of us were like, hey, like, like we basically start talking. And they were like, okay, we, mm-hmm. we want to be serious about this, right? There's two way, two routes. First, we gotta, we gotta, you have to build a platform. Uh, it's not going to be easy. But then again, you know, it, it's, it's the only way if you, if you want to make it, you have to make it big. You, you want to make money, you have to make it big. If, otherwise, it's, otherwise, we just uh, build a little demo for Google to be like, hey, you know, do this pose, do a tree pose. Yeah. Uh, I give you eight mm-hmm. points for, for doing that tree pose. And I'll give you, and eventually, I'll give you a point. Like, just like very gimmicky uh, little app that doesn't really do much. And then we're mm-hmm. like, and then, and then we decided, okay, the biggest thing that we got out of this was that people no longer ask, why are you doing this? In January, everyone was asking us, why are you doing this? The market is growing. I mean, why not? I mean, it's that, that's sort of the answer. But now it's like, okay, we, we, you don't have to 
that question is gone. The why question is gone. Did you know you wanted to do yoga when you thought about like the body, you know, detection? And, or was it more because like, oh, the mindfulness industry is really booming. I want to get into that industry. There was a few reasons. The first reason was that we, we originally, we actually pitched to the, we were going to be doing the yoga, fitness, as well as dance. Mm -hmm. right. but, but the thing is, uh, like initially, you have to focus on the market. The, the original demo we showed was using yoga because yoga is probably the best, at least for a tech demo. It was the best case to see what these AI can do. Mm -hmm. uh, compared to fitness, I, you, you kind of have, you, I, I can count your squats. And people are like I, I don't really care. I mean, I can I can wear uh, my Apple Watch can tell tell me how much squats I'm doing, how much dumbbells I'm doing, and then uh, a dance is on the other side is a lot more difficult. It, it's not something. And also, you, a lot of dance like a, we we still haven't figured even like a zumba the zumba you can do, but then again, you start teaching salsa, it's going to get mm -hmm. very very difficult. It's like the technology is not really mature enough to. Uh, I mean, you, you can do street dance, but then again, it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna do dance in in terms of business, the, the technology needs to be a little more mature. When two people are dancing together, you have to be able to figure yeah. out what you know that 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 becomes more difficult. And yoga was like a perfect fit, all right. And also another thing is like initially when we know when we launch the product, when there's no users, we have to step in for the class, right? Because otherwise, teacher will be like, what what is going on? Uh, mm -hmm. Right right now, I mean, we we already crossed that stage, but because initially you you just bug your friends and family like, hey. Join the class, blah, 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 blah. And it was like, dude, because we're paying the teachers. We're paying the, you know, we're paying for the servers. We're paying for all the CDN. And it's like, and it's just like, you have to this sort of, you have to build the ecosystem around, right? And now like right. once the strange, we have enough, like it's actually the majority of the retained user now. We kind of don't, we you just, we, we, we're still playing with the numbers. To, we, we, last week, we, we finally switched to subscription model. So actually okay. people are paying, is people are paying now. Before that was just kind of free. Because, I mean, you saw the problem. It's like when the crashes starts, it's like, that was the biggest mm -hmm. challenge. It's like when the crash of stars is like people like you don't retain any users. Sure. Uh, especially when the first user come in, like what is going on? They, they, they never come back. And how did you um, create the name Mixpose? Where did that come about? Originally, we were named it Fitstream. And then uh, mm -hmm. we're like, that doesn't, so when we were launching the app in February, first of all, that, that, uh, that's it's trademarked by some British company. And mm -hmm. second of all, we're like, that's sort of like more fitness oriented. You want to make it more yoga oriented. And you also have to make sure that it doesn't, you can add on different things in the future, right? You don't want to be like something yoga. And now you want to do dance. You can't do dance anymore. Mm -hmm. You can't be, I'm going to this, this, this mixyoga.com to learn how to fitness. So you, it, it makes it very hard to expand. So when you do mm -hmm. mixed pose, it's more focused on the post detection itself. Interesting. Very cool, actually. I think your timing's working out right. You you're getting some traction and you just mentioned people have started paying and you have opened up the subscription model. Where is the company today? What's keeping you busy right now? I explained to Natalie earlier, like when, when I was telling her to teach on the platform, it's like we have three phases. First phase is just getting the things ready, right? Because it was initially it was just not ready. It was just like when we, we, we actually wanted to make money from day one, but in order to produce the highest quality because content, right? You can't just use Zoom anymore. You have to start using broadcasting software along with music encoding. So you're encoding movies in, in real time. That, that creates technology challenges. The first phase is getting all the teacher on board in batches. And then so they, they actually learn how to do this. And once that happens, then the second phase is basically subscription, which is current. We just started. Like I still have to build the, the, the payment portal on the web. And the third phase is basically the independent classes so teacher can teach the independent classes and then uh, they, they can get paid per person no i get it right so teachers are paying for it you're going after the teachers right no no no. i'm going after the users 
when we interviewed tons of teachers back in January, one one thing we found out is like most teachers told us like we just like we told hey we can promote you on Instagram, we can like have high quality videos showed for you and all this stuff. And they're like they don't really care. All they really want is to teach a good class and get paid. Right. So so we're like, oh, because there are other services out there, it's like it's not really no one's really doing exactly what we're doing, but there's other services like kind of similar. They kind of manage your schedule. They, they, they basically put your Zoom class in ready and stuff like that. And that's why I was like, investor asked us like, hey, are you guys one of those? I'm like, no, because they don't draw the teacher users. We do. We're going to be taking on the, the, the responsibility of getting you users. And how we do it, we, we do have different, complete different set of tools. AI is one of them. Got it. Got it. So who's, it seems like the users are paying for the subscription, right? Yeah. To the platform. Yeah, and then we just we, in the, in the in the initial phase, we just pay teacher like a flat fee, so they are on board, and then they can basically. It, it's really, it, I mean, right now most teacher on the platform is ready. That's why we're ready for the second batch, but the software is not ready for them to host their own classes yet. The point is that so they they get used to the software, they get used to how to host like 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 premium level class, and and then after that they they gain the followers on the platform. So when they host their own class, they can draw these followers into their own like private uh, independent classes. So in the independent classes where, where they can get paid per person. I know that makes sense. And the value proposition for the user is that you can look at the pose, detect the pose, and better your pose and even that, at your home, right? That's even gimmicky. We tell our competitor to do it just because it, it will waste their time. And, and, but th- that's really gimmicky on the side. So it's gimmicky on the user side because it, it is cool to see. Like you kind of yeah. see your poses. You kind of see, oh, I'm doing Warrior 2. Holy shit. This app knows what I'm like, like my actual pose. But in reality, these are only useful when you actually have crowd, when you have crowd analytics. On teacher side, they become useful. When you have 100 students in your, in your, your class, there's no way you're going to watch 100 students. This is where AI really comes in helpful. If you're, doing, if you're on a pose and then you can see all the other students actually wrong, on wrong pose, so they, can, they can show up on your screen on, on higher priority. So you can give them more attention. And also you have this crowd analytics. You're like, okay, 20 people are doing warrior. Three people are doing this like weird other pose. Uh, like 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 doing a tree. I'm gonna click on the tree and see what 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 three of them are doing. So it's more for the instructor to better it, engage. Yep, that's that's a goal of this. Right now, it's like six to nine people show their camera, which is is still fine. Teacher can kind of still watch over, right? But as soon as you hit like like twenty, twenty people, it's like it's twenty people in the class, but only like like six to nine people show camera. But as soon as you hit like twenty people, all showing like like more than twenty people showing camera. You don't have the option. You don't have the privilege of looking at everyone anymore. Yeah. Even if you have like a 4K television, you got to be like, oh, mm-hmm. what is going on? Right, right. You, but, but with the AI, you can actually, it can help you see who's closer, or who's not even doing that pose, right? Yeah. And who, who's out. I mean, I get called out. Like, like, cause the thing is when the engagement comes in, when you're going to bathroom, you actually, you know, you kind of like think about this teacher could call you he's like hey come back to the come back come back to your mat you're like oh crap let me go back to my mat yeah it can make it safer in a sense yeah safer for people by correcting them if you can't be in person yep you're solving a great problem right because one of the reasons why people need that physical place to go and do yoga is because the teacher can walk around and they can correct your pose and tell you if you're doing things wrong or if you're falling behind and you miss that in the virtual, but with your technology and how you're using AI with recognition and post recognition, that's the huge value there. I see. There's no one thing that we do that makes us like different. There's like tons of little things that we do that makes us like a lot more mm-hmm. different than all the other platforms. Then the AI is really one of them. 
Uh, what, what are some of the other things you do? So, for example, we have privacy in the thing so that you, you can join a private class. You can join a private channel just so that only teacher sees you. Not on the, you in the public channel, you see everyone else, but everyone else sees you as well. But you can turn mm -hmm. off your camera, you can see everyone else. Or you can join a, friend, a friend's group, which only friend sees you. That's another feature. And then the, another, and the third feature is like we, we are cast. So the teacher is broadcasting to the students in high quality video. Because right now these days you have like you have Zoom yoga, which is like these low quality, which is like, you know, it's, it's, they say 720p, it is highly, highly compressed. The quality is just not like in, in place. And on the, the other side, you have like these apps like Allo, Peloton, you have YouTube, like some teacher like, mm -hmm. you know, Yoga with Adrian, mm -hmm. she's, she got, she got, mm -hmm. she got it down the YouTube casting which is just one way, there's no interactiveness. Mm -hmm. So how, we are kind of combine that, that, that into one, right? So the teacher broadcasting in, because of this, we can actually scale up to like a thousand, 2000 students uh, in the future without much problem. Cause right now, mm -hmm. right now is, is really just work, uh, working out the little details because technology, do you mean on the screen, I don't need to display 20 people. Like right now, like Natalie probably saw you can TC six, you can see mm -hmm. six to nine at a time, depends on how big your screen is. If you have a little, little mm -hmm. MacBook Air, you can see six. Um, but then again, mm -hmm. it's, if you, when you see 25, you don't see anyone. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. Like we, we build these things in specifically for the students just to, so that, you know, so you, you, at least now you can give like six people attention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. How have you seen it evolve since COVID? Like, have you had to tweak anything? Have, has it like really changed the process for you and your vision or has COVID just been an asset for you? COVID became more of an asset. Before COVID, we were like we were still debating whether like let's do part time mm -hmm. or full time. After COVID, we're like mm -hmm. okay, like we just quit our jobs. Let's let's work on this. We 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 need to work on this. And so it's like because when people are willing to pay Zoom Yoga, we're like okay, this, the people are willing to pay. And when we build our platform, like hey, people like some yoga teacher ask like hey, why can't you be like Aloe Yoga? I'm like dude, one core difference is like what can they do for you? Mm -hmm. What can Peloton Aloe Yoga do for you as a teacher? Like we can increase your quality of your content. We can get your followers. And the most important part, we can get you paid. At least a vision of it is, it's, it's, goes that way. This is interesting, right? This is great. Have you raised a VC funding? We sort of bootstrapping around. We did turn down a, a, a $6 million evaluation because we wanted 10. This is back in June. And because we're, because the thing, the thing is we do have another VC basically come, come in this, you know, there, there'll be 20 million if you reach 1000 uh, uh, subscriber, which is the 20, 20,000 MR. And between the teams, we're like, we're, we're giving up, we're giving up $14 million in valuation just on something that we can do. Because with, with that $600,000, we like, like, like it doesn't like, would it help on our, our next milestone, right? It's it really just get to the next milestone, which is just a 20,000 MRR. That's a target we're basically trying to hit. And then, yeah, because right now we just started. And also we have a 1.1 million email from my co-founder's last startup, a fitness startup. So that, that also helps too, which was like, with that, we can like, if we can hit that ourselves, why, why, why are we taking the money? Right. Yeah. No, then, it's always best if you can do it without marketing. How are you reaching out to market? How are you growing your base? This is like six, seven different channels we do now. In the beginning it was just like literally our friends and family it was just like, you kind of bug them. Yeah. Uh, and eventually you, you, you ask a local, you, you partner up with like a local, like local events and stuff like that. And then you also build a little Facebook group that have over almost like thousand people now it's like 900 130 some people now Got and it. people do come to classes because it's free classes and then the thing is like natalie probably realized the moment you go to this class and you go to some normal zoom classes it's just a very different experience uh, no it was like good <laughs> it was a really good class too the instructor it, was great the video quality was great like they had that sense of community i think like only one person had their video off and everyone had their video on 
the thing is like once you go through this it's like you, you go through another like regular zoom level you're like wow i'm getting ripped off I and mean, this is not mm-hmm. this is not 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 quality and, and and the biggest thing is like we eventually we're gonna we're gonna work teachers in batches so that's also so this yeah. way they can come and like once like sort of teacher kind of it takes take probably six weeks to get used to it if you do, mm-hmm. do two two classes a week is gonna probably take you like four weeks once you get used to it, you sort of on your own, like you can teach your independent classes. We can still give you like one or two subscription class. And then eventually when teacher gets too much, we're just going to give teacher, like each teacher one subscription class. I'm like, hey, and then you can teach your community class along the way, which you want. And then mm-hmm. you can charge them yourself and you don't really care. But once independent class kicks in, this is not like you're, you're dipping to our users now. If the cost level is not there, because it's, I mean, it's just a lot of tech in there. If the quality is not there, then it's like, you know, it's, we can start losing users. That's why I was like, it has to be go, going through through the steps, which is mm-hmm. which is also the hardest part of the scaling this. In July, I was a little. I, I, my full time job was just like tech support. I'm teaching yoga teachers how to use game streaming software. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's part of the process, right? So, it's Facebook Group that's driving most of the traffic, or do you already doing other things now? There's tons of other things. So we like we don't really know where most users come from anymore. It's it's like it's too scattered. There's a couple. Yeah. There's a couple of channels that we do. The local press channel is also like, I, like I, I stop hitting them, but I, I don't know. Like, then also there's uh, in local governments. They also host this stuff around around this as well. Oh, so you're doing digital marketing and you're doing offline, right? Yeah, there's oh, okay. there's both ways, and also the 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 the, the tech partners we have. They they do promote mm-hmm. this as well. Right? Like yeah, Intel, let's talk about the tech partners for a second. What what type of relationship you have with the partners, and what do you do? Well, I'm part of the fellowship in, I'm sort of a developer whore. So you kind of sleep with all the companies. So I'm part of like Intel software innovator. I'm part of the ARM innovator. I'm part of NVIDIA's, you know, AI innovator because I, I, I do different projects with different tech partners. And yeah, I, I used to be part of Samsung Champion as well. So, so each one, and Agora, we're part of the Agora startups. So they, they've been helping a lot. So you, they, they, they give us things from uh, all the way from like, you know, free credits down to actual actual promotion of our stuff like agora mm-hmm. uh, agora basically like one post is like like you, you draw like a thousand views and then from there you like probably 100 100 hits and then and we were also sponsoring a yoga class in, uh, in in their conference i can totally see the partnership with nvidia and arm could be very very beneficial and and now them coming together i can totally see why they should invest in you it's logical let's talk about where the future is heading and there's a lot of interesting stuff that happened during this pandemic you have seen Peloton stocks take off. You have seen Mirror got acquired by Lululemon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we're going more into that world where people can work out from home without losing that interaction, whether it's a Mirror, whether it's a Peloton machine. I can totally see your technology playing into it in a very complementary way. Even I can see it as a standalone platform, but I can totally see it complementing and augmenting the Pelotons of the world or the mirrors of the world that are out there today. So wanted to get your reaction. What are your thoughts on what's out there and how do you see them? Most contents out there are, are video on demand. Even even Apple Fit that came up with this is really a video on demand. We we thought about this as well. We're like, yeah, but then again, we're in video on demand. We're really like five years late. So if we were to build a platform of video on demand, we had to build it five years ago. And now it's like you're, you're in a perfect situation, perfect storm. And what's coming up is like, Next step is really live streaming, right? Especially with the enablement of 5G, live streaming will become more and more stable. And then Facebook is moving to live. I mean, the, the thing is, especially this is classes. So you, you have to provide the content. It's like this. Once you watch NBA live, 
and now watch a replay. It becomes an experience that the connectedness is very different. That's why we kind of want to focus more on more on like, you know, because it, it is hard. It is, this stuff is hard. It's stuff like the, I mean, the middle crashes. You have to have different like because each teacher have, a com- you know, some of them using pretty old computer. So you have to like figure out how what is the best way and what is the best quality that you can you can kind of do all this. And obviously in the future, we would like would be a little more like selective on the teachers, like, especially in the initial phase. It's like if you want to use this platform, sure. But then again, we do have tech, tech requirements. We do have like the things that, you know, you can't be running like like, like a 2012 mm-hmm. computer. That just doesn't like it's not going to cut it. It's it, the entire encoding, entire thing, things like that. But most competitors we do see is, is they're still focusing on video on demand. I guess there is a market in it. I mean, I, I don't doubt there's a market in it. But then again, it's like that's not. It's like Twitch. When when Twitch came out, is you you focus on live stream. Just as a base, you start focusing on live stream. And then from there, you change the entire industry. Now the entire industry is towards live stream. But fitness wise, is still. I mean, the biggest the biggest competitor right now is Zoom Yoga. I mean, that's your 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 basically. Then it's not really built for it. It's built for video conferencing. Do you see that expanding from yoga, like in five years from now, like what you were saying before, like? I know you had dance in mind, but maybe not dance as any focus yeah, at the moment. In, it's more mindfulness, in, but in a five years, when we mm-hmm. are still, if we're still around, and then mm-hmm. you know, all these when live stream is already like the standard, because by then yeah. you will you will see like like Apple Fitness will be like we either get acquired or something else, and then we can become another. that's like you know, Twitch Twitch after being sold for a billion now is worth like five billion. So you can see it's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's worth fifteen billion or something now. It's like after Amazon bought it. So, so in five years, we we either become the dominator or at least we can become like very a very solidified market player. By then, if you want to start doing live stream, it's it's you're like, dude, this is way too late. You should have done this five years ago. Because yeah, low low latency HLS, the standard literally just came out in 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 June. Now there's like that's Apple standard. That's what the most people are using. Technology is not really mature. But the thing is, we just have you just having this like current standard, even without the mature product. Product, I mean, it's still better experience for most people than than playing just a video. That's why people go mm-hmm. to your Zoom classes because they they want to feel that connectedness. And what are what are your advice for people who maybe are interested in getting into mindfulness and AI for entrepreneurs? AI is very easy to learn. I mean, it's not, it's mm-hmm. the people make it a big deal, but it's very easy to learn. But the thing is the, mm-hmm. to find, so, so like again, right, right now, like I, like I said, right, most AI, it's, it's, it's very gimmicky. It's very good to make a product demo because I, I, I make product demo for a living sort of. But in order, I mean, the, the biggest advice is like in order to actually take this forward, you, you have to look at it from business perspective first and you can't lie to yourself. That's the thing. You, you, when you know this is a demo, you have to like, oh, this is a demo. Let me move on to the next thing. You can use this demo to get you some clients, which is what I exactly what I was doing, uh, right. to pay you for for, for to, to pay your bills. Everybody can pay the, pay their bills, but it, to actually fully invest, you you just go through the user research. I think that's that's a easy. That's probably the best way. And mm-hmm. if they're in the hackathons, just understand that winning a hackathon isn't the goal. The goal is how do you build relationship over time so that so you so you can actually have a team when you want to do like. Because I used to solo at hackathons, I, I just take all the money myself. And on, on the surface, it's very good, right? You make twenty grand, you're like, wow, I'm pretty happy. I made twenty grand. But in reality, is that you lose chance of actually building connections with people, especially if mm-hmm. trusting people with money, because they never they trust me with money. You know, it's like if if we win like fifty grand, they 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 wouldn't doubt me. I would pay them. These are things. But but once you build trust over time, like you understand each other's strength and weakness, you understand each other's style. And then, and then when you actually want to build a startup, you can actually get some people to build startup with you. 
I mean, otherwise, you I mean, what are you going to do? Go to network meetings? I'm like, hi, you want to be my co-founder? I mean, like, it, just, it doesn't work that way. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hear you, right? That's a very, very valuable advice. Last question we have for you is if you were, I know there's a lot that has happened for you very, very quickly in the last one year here. So if you were to just look back at the year, is there anything you would do differently based on uh, what you have learned? If I know what was going to happen, we would have just started building this stuff right after Hackathon, like full time. By March, we'll have a, I will have a product ready. But instead, we were sort of just like, we're still like, just like, hey, we're doing our own thing. Like, yeah, we, 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 we win 20 grand. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, that's a pretty good chunk of money that you, you, it's like you, you go spend and have fun with. The, the COVID is really, that was a decision. That was sort of like a spark of decision. If I were to do things differently, I would have just invest time all, on, on this all along. But then again, there's like, mm-hmm. you know, this, when, when the timing is not right, it's really difficult for, at the end of the day, it's all about your, your time commitment. Mm-hmm. That is true. Because of the COVID situation, I can't really say like, if I were to, now knowing what happened, the kind mm-hmm. side is 100%. But exactly. at the time, you, you, you don't know this is going to happen. I mean. Yeah. Yep. Did you have a mindfulness practice in play before diving into the yoga industry? Yeah. Or I did, mean, you, I, did you do mindfulness? I, I've been practicing yoga for past like five, six years. Mm. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. That's, that's the thing. So that's why I was like, hey, this is the same with my co-founders. And then uh, mm-hmm. Sarah is actually trying to get her certificate. So, so that's sort of the, we, so we, we did have a yoga background. That's why we're like, we don't have any dance background. And fitness wise was mm-hmm. like, it's, it, I mean, fitness is just that I can only work out once a day, right? I can't be like, on yeah. the, like in, the, in the beginning, so we host two classes. It's like, it's, it's, it's much more. <laughs> and eventually when you move, eventually if the, because yoga itself is also big, big enough of a market. Once you get in fitness, this is all sorts of like weird uh, competition that you would never think. It's like, there's so many IoT devices, smart dumbbells down to smart shoes. And it's very, it, it's what Peloton have they did a really good job. Like they made a gym experience, right? They mm-hmm. made it like, so when their entire theme is like, this is a, this is a home gym, right? Mm-hmm. right. So you, you mm-hmm. have that from the very start. And then from us, we want to be like, this is a, like, we, we, we were like, this is more of like like an interpersonal relationship. That's mm-hmm. how sort of our theme it. is. You basically create a relationship with your teacher. So your teacher can mm-hmm. be in the waterfall, your teacher can be anywhere. And it will still feel like it's, it's more like, oh, I'm in this teacher's class. Mm-hmm. Exactly. R- rather than going to the studio. That's sort of the, at least the look and feel that we want to create. No, Peter, that is absolutely amazing. What you're doing is very, very powerful. And we wish you all the success and we hope to bring you back in maybe a year, year and a half from now. Sure. I mean, we're still around. marketplace has exploded. <laughs> Good luck. Best of luck with everything. And thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ari. Thank you, Dad. Yep. Thank Take you. Take care, Peter. Bye. All right. Have a good one. Thank you so much for being here today. If you like what you heard and are interested in more, visit us online at brainedbehind.ai and sign up for my monthly AI startup tracker. That's where I cut through the noise and bring you AI startups that are making tangible progress. Till next time, go out, be the brains behind AI.